Hi, Mama. So excited to be here with you as always. Hope you're having an amazing day. We get to start a new series today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just doing a little mini series. Uh, There's a verse that, that God just showed me and it just jumped off the page at me like it so often does. God is so faithful. And uh, I just want to talk about it. Um, so I'm really excited to share that with you. I'll share it after our music intro. But before we jump in, I just wanted to say for one final time, we just launched the Academy on Tuesday and oh my goodness, I am so excited. So you have one last chance to get in. I know the deadline has passed, but there's still spots left and you know, we, we have our first call next week. So you haven't missed anything. The content just dropped on Tuesday. So as long as you have some time to, to work through it this weekend, then you're set. So if you know that God has been putting this on your heart and you just, just didn't take the leap or you forgot about it or you missed the deadline, here's your chance. There's still a spot for you. So just make sure, send me an email and I'll make sure you can still get in. You can email support at morningmama.co or find me on Facebook or Instagram. So I'm excited. It's going to be great. Okay. Now I'm also equally excited for today's episode. So let's jump in. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. All right, Mama. So let me let me read the verse to you uh, that God just put on my heart to share with you. This is from 1 Corinthians 3, and it's verse 16 and 17. It says, Do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy him. For God's temple is holy, and you are that temple. Oh, that is so powerful to me. And, you know, you might have heard if you grew up in the church or have been around it for a while, you might have heard sermons or people talk about how you are God's temple and, you know, what that means and to, you know, treat yourself well. But, and I've heard a million of those and they're so great every time, but this time it just hit me in a different way. And I, I think I was just recently hearing about people struggling. I mean, anytime someone hops into the Facebook group, so often one of their big struggles is feeling like they're not good enough. Like, you know, I ask these membership questions before you hop in. And by the way, if you're not in our Facebook group, make sure you hop in. There's so many amazing women that are just supporting each other and doing this healing journey together. You can find it at bit.ly. It's bit.ly slash morning mama Facebook group. And, you know, there's these membership questions. And so often, the answer to one of the, the, like your, the question about your struggles is that they feel like they're not a good enough mom. And I've heard it other places too. Like I've hear it all the time and we all have this doubt constantly riddling us that we are just not good enough and, and seeing ourselves through this lens of inadequacy. 
And then we talk to ourselves through that lens and we treat ourselves through that lens and we just see ourselves in this negative light. But with this verse, it says, you are that temple. That temple is holy and you are that temple. God's spirit dwells in you. I mean, could that you could not be any more important to God. Like if you've ever read through the Old Testament, You've probably read through all of his specifications for what he wants his tabernacle to look like. There are pages, endless pages and pages about like how many inches this should be and uh, if gold should cover this object and what should be on the curtains and what how many inches apart things should be. I think it was cubits, not inches, but like it is crazy how specific God had them. God gave them the plans for this and If he cares that much about his temple, you are the temple. He he went on for all of these pages because he cares about the details. He cares about the place that his spirit dwells. He wants it to be excellent and beautiful and wonderful. And so if, if you are that place where his spirit dwells, that means that you are excellent and beautiful. And so we have to use this lens to re- think how we see ourselves and how we treat ourselves and what we do. So those are the three things I want to go through with you today is how we see ourselves, how we treat ourselves and what we do. So first of all, how we see ourselves. You cannot read this verse and think about yourself as trash and speak to yourself as trash to even think that you're not good enough, that there's something wrong with your body, that you're ugly, that there's something wrong with who you are, that you're not good enough, that you just are different than everyone else. And there's something wrong with you. All of that does not align with this verse. This verse says God's temple is holy and you are that temple. God's spirit, if you've invited him in, God's spirit dwells in you. God, God would never dwell in a place that is not fitting right? That's why he had all of these specifications for how the tabernacle should be, because he needed to dwell in a good place that was peaceful and excellent and and done with intention. And so that is how God created you. He created you with intention, with precision. He made you exactly how you were supposed to be, your body, your mind, your passions, your gifts, the way you think, the way you see the world, not not the negative things. Like we, we also have our flesh that, that draws us to the sin nature. And so I, some of our perspectives can be from, from that sin nature, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, you know, maybe you struggled in school and, you know, you just could not figure out how to academically like meet these standards that they were asking you to, and you struggled to learn and, but you were so good at understanding the people around you and you invested into the people around you and you poured yourself into the people around you and you you could just understand them in a different way than most people. You know, that's just one small example, but that is the way God crafted you. Like we don't all have to be good at academics. That's I think one of the things that's wrong with the school system is it makes you think that you have to do things a certain way to be good enough. And that's probably where some of our feelings of inadequacy come from, if that's something you struggled with, but that's not how God designed it. Like God designed you to to see differently than everyone else. You're unique. You're a special creation. 
And so reading this verse, it just really hit me like, you know, because I've shared that I struggle with these feelings of inadequacy. And I so often just feel like, you know, I'm not good enough. And it's it's just a constant battle for me, even though I've worked through and made huge strides. So it doesn't limit me anymore, but it's still a battle that I'm constantly facing. And it just hit me that like, when I align myself in that voice, when I let that voice in saying like, oh, you're not good enough to do that. Or, oh, who are you to think you could do that? Or no one, no one's going to like you. You're different. I'm aligning myself with the voice of the enemy. Cause the Bible talks about like, just as much as there is a God in heaven that loves us and created us and has plans for us. There's also an enemy that prowls the earth looking for people to devour. And so this is the voice of the enemy. And we need to recognize that when we have these thoughts and we align ourselves with it, the enemy loves that. Of course, the enemy would want to slander and demean the work of God. And that's what we're doing, right? We are the work of God. God created us. God planned us out just as he did his tabernacle. We're his temple. And he, and he dwells within us. Like God would never dwell somewhere that is not good. That's why Jesus had to pay the the price for us because, you know, we were filled with sin and God could not dwell in us. Only through the blood of Jesus, when he forgives us and washes that away, can he dwell within us. And so when we are saying that there's something wrong with us, really, we're saying there's something wrong with God. We're saying that he didn't do a good enough job. We're saying that, that he did not create us well. And that is, could not be farther from the truth. And I, I think that you might even have enough faith to believe that. Like when, when you look at it from that perspective, I think you believe that, that God doesn't make broken things. Like God, God is good and he makes things just the way he wants them. And so I want you to remember this, like put it in your pocket, memorize this first, put it on your, your mirror, on your car. And every time you feel yourself going to that place of, I'm not good enough and all, you know, all of these things, just remember what you're aligning yourself with. Remember that God dwells within you and he would never dwell in a place that isn't good. Okay. The second part of this is this needs to infiltrate our attitudes and our actions about how we take care of ourselves. Because we're not just doing it for our sake, right? But we're doing it because we're a temple of the living God. So when we care for our bodies and our minds and our spirits, we are are taking care of the home of God, that he dwells within us. So he is dwelling inside of this body, mind and spirit. So think about it this way. If God were to say, hey, Mama, I'm going to come over to your house for dinner. Is that cool? <laughs> God definitely talks that way. If you were to say that and you knew you had an hour, what would you do? You would clean the heck out of your house, right? Get everything perfect, scrub everything, every nook and cranny. You'd be running around like frantically unless you're one of those people that your house always looks that way. But actually those people probably always think there's something more they can do. And so they would also be running around frantically, (laughs) right? You would, you would make everything look as beautiful as possible. You would put everything you had into making it nice. And then you would make the, the, the food that you would feel best about that you're most confident in. Like, I think everyone has at least one dish that they feel great about. You know, I'm not a big cook, but tacos, I can make some tacos and I feel great about it because I make some homemade guacamole, some homemade salsa. And I just think that that makes any kind of tacos taste amazing. So 
I feel great about my tacos. So I would make God some tacos. I would go into the kitchen and do everything I could to make the most excellent tacos imaginable. I would make sure that the ratios of the avocado and the onion and the cilantro were all perfect. And I would, you know, really pour everything I had into making this guacamole and into these tacos. I would do everything I could to make sure that when God came over, he felt peace. He felt he felt comforted. He felt excellence all around him. I would want to impress him and I would want to honor him. I would want him to feel like he is royalty in my house because he is. He's the most high king, right? And so I'd want to make him feel that way. And so with our bodies and our minds and our spirits, we need to do the same thing. God dwells within us. He's always over for dinner. And so when we we don't take care of ourselves, we don't sleep enough or we we don't exercise, we don't eat the right things, when we, you know, feast our minds on the wrong things like too much Netflix, too much social media, too much you know, comparison and jealousy, when we are living in unforgiveness, that we're, you know, in needing healing, but not doing the hard work to get there, not doing the hard work of forgiveness, not doing the hard work of releasing our trauma and our burdens to God and doing everything in our power to take control over those things. When we don't strengthen our spirit by worshiping God and being in community and reading the word daily, like when we're starving our spirit, right? When we're not reading the word daily, we're starving our spirit. So take a minute. Like if you were to look at what the dwelling of of you looks like, just if you were to put into a picture, what would it look like? Would it be a pristine house with the best guacamole and tacos ready and everything picked up and perfect and cleaned? Would it be a mess? Would it? Would there be trash everywhere? Would there be things amok? Would there be no food? Would there be chaos and just noise? Like, what would it look like? What would it feel like? What What, what would it feel like to if God came into that dwelling? Like, if you were, if that dwelling were the the home. You invited him over for dinner. What would that be like to invite him into that? And so when we don't take care of ourselves, when we don't honor our bodies, and we're going to talk soon about current culture and and what they say about listening to our bodies, and I I don't fully align with that, but I'm going to share why and give you a a new way to look at it. So we're going to go more in depth in that. And so I think culture takes this, this too far. But I also know that there's the other side of the spectrum too. Sometimes as mothers, we are just constantly caring for everyone else. Or we care for them and then we don't care for ourselves in the right way. Like we binge on Netflix or on wine and think that that's self-care. Or we get our nails done and think that that's, that's taking care of ourselves. But what it looks like to care for ourselves is to make our dwellings peaceful and inviting and full of good food. And that is what it means to care for ourselves. That's what God calls us to. And when we do that, we are not just doing it for ourselves, but we are doing it for God because he dwells in us. We're doing it for our family because they also are impacted by what that looks like. And and even with exercise and eating right, you know, I'm really not big on us having to look a certain way. And I know, you know, a lot of people in culture are making that shift uh, that there's no right type of body, but I really do think it matters what we're putting into it and, and how we're moving it. If your body is a dwelling place, what would that look like? 
If you're just looking at the part of your body, because maybe some of you are so great at, you know, strengthening your spirit and reading the word and spending your time, you know, meditating on the word and, and praising God and doing this with your spirit and your mind, but your body, you're just eating junk and you're not moving and you're just sitting in that place. And yeah, I'm talking to myself sometimes, although I've made a lot of growth lately, but that is the area I normally struggle in because it doesn't feel like it matters as much, but that's part of our dwelling. God dwells within us. That matters. It creates the atmosphere of what our dwelling is like. So I want you to get a picture of this and I want it to help motivate you to really care for yourself in the right ways because it, it does matter. But I know sometimes that, that idea can be exciting and or even overwhelming thinking, okay, I just have to be perfect. I have to get everything right. I have to stop doing all the, the things that don't make my dwelling good and I need to start all these other things that are going to make my dwelling strong and peaceful and it's just a lot, right? So let's break it down to just a simple step. What is one thing that you can stop doing that is adding chaos or trash or discontent, uh, just anything negative to the atmosphere of your dwelling? What is one thing that is contributing to it in a negative way? One thing you're doing. Okay. Now I want you to think about how you can stop that and let's replace it with adding something. So we're just taking the void of the first thing and replacing it with something good that we need to add to make our dwelling more peaceful and rich and full of good food. So, you know, say Netflix. This is always, today in this age, sound like an old person. This is one of the biggest things that's just kind of normalized, but I think it's so often just throwing trash into our dwelling. Like, what are you watching? Like, it does impact you. And how much time are you spending doing that? And now it's okay to, you know, watch movies and TV shows sometimes. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. But how often is that happening? And how much is that affecting you in ways you don't realize? So, you know, maybe it's cutting it down. Maybe it's, you know, limiting it to certain nights of the week. Find, you know, find a way that you can take a step to remove some of that trash, remove some of, you know, figuratively trash, but maybe you are just watching trash. (laughs) That's also possible. But remove that. So maybe it's Netflix at night and replace it with something that's going to feed your dwelling, that's going to give food and restoration. So maybe that's reading books. You know, this year I've decided to read 12 books in 12 months. I'm sharing this year because it's really great accountability. <laughs> I'm really excited for it. And I started doing it. And it's really already made such a big impact. And I've been so grateful for it. So maybe it's that. Maybe it's reading books at night. Or if you, you don't have a time with God in the morning, then maybe it's reading the Bible at night. That for sure is going to improve your dwelling. Or maybe it's taking a bath and like just reflecting, worshiping God in the bath. That is great. I mean, think about the peace that that brings. So whatever it is, find one thing that you're going to eliminate that's just bringing bad things to the dwelling. You know, maybe it's social media. What are you going to do instead of clicking that button, right? Delete the the apps off your phone. And then when you go to click on it, because you're going to go to click on it, believe me, I've been there. What are you going to click on instead? Or what are you going to do instead? Because maybe you click on the Bible app instead, the version app. If you don't have it, it's so great. All the translations of the Bible, it's amazing. So maybe it's that, or maybe it's your signal to pray and you're not spending enough time in prayer. Maybe that's your indicator. Hey, I, gotta, I need to pray right now. 
maybe you've been isolating and maybe that's your cue to call a friend. Say, hey, I need to connect with you. This is what's going on with me. Or, hey, I just wanted to connect for a second. Nothing, nothing specific to talk about. Just wanted to, you know, be encouraged by each other. Whatever it is, take, take one thing that's deteriorating your dwelling and add in one thing that's going to restore it and bring health. Okay. The third part of this is what we do with our bodies, what we do with our minds, what we do with our spirits. And what we are called to in this, just as the tabernacle was used, is to be for his glory, right? The temple is for his glory. It is a place to come and meet with him and to display his glory. And that is what we are called to do. In everything we do, do it for his glory. Okay, so what does that mean? (laughs) This is so high and lofty. (laughs) What does that mean? Okay, so this means that as we parent, we're doing it for his glory. We're pouring into our kids, not out of obligation, not out of fear. Like if I don't pour into them, then they're going to be messed up later. But we pour into them because it glorifies God. And we pour into them in a way that glorifies God. So really just being present with them and loving them in their messiness and having firm consequences and boundaries, just as God has firm consequences and boundaries for us. It means when we're cleaning the house, we're doing it for his glory. We aren't, you know, begrudging and just angry like, gosh, I have to do everything around here. Why didn't this person pick up? Gosh, I can't believe they peed on the floor again. <laughs> like all of the things that can go through our minds when we're cleaning our houses. Gosh, I mean, that's just right. If we're looking back at the dwelling, that's just pouring trash and toxins into our dwelling. But what if instead... We did it to his glory. We did it to honor him. We said, wow, God, thank you for hands that can clean. Thank you that I get to serve my family in this way, God. God, I honor you. I worship you. Thank you for the time I have to do this. When we serve in church, you know, I think we're going to talk about this more soon, but so often we, we serve and we, you know, kind of expect to get something out of it. Like, okay, well, I'm going to show up, but I'm expecting that I'm going to make some connections. I'm expecting that God is going to uh, just really fill me up today and he's going to give me a specific word. I'm expecting that I am going to get some experience that's going to help me down the line. And well, you know, hopefully all of those things will happen at some point. We can't go in expecting that because then we're just doing it for that thing. But God just wants our hearts. So if we go in and we do it for his glory, expecting nothing in return, God, I am here to serve you because I'm a temple. That's my job. I'm just here to glorify you and show people your light. And going in with that mindset instead of what can I get out of this is going to change the whole experience. And God is probably going to show up in an even greater way. Or switching gears again when we relate to our husbands. You know, I think we're so often focused on, well, it's not fair that he didn't do these things and I have too much on my plate and he has not been doing this. And, you know, we get into this mindset of, you know, all of these things that he should be doing and all of these ways he's failing us. But what if we just, we just let all of that go? We need to talk about it sometimes, but how we relate to him 
we see it from the perspective of, I'm going to glorify God in this. How can I glorify God in how I greet my husband when he comes home? How can I glorify God in the conversation I'm going to have with him? How can I glorify God in what it looks like to be in conflict with him? How can I glorify God when he does something really rude and I want to not respond kindly? But instead of thinking of what's fair or what what kind of justice there is, we think about it as like, let me just glorify God in this moment. How can I glorify God? That hurts and I don't like it, but let me glorify God. What about when we're driving? I think this might hit some of you pretty hard. I don't know if any of you got road rage. Uh, I know some people in my life that do (laughs) put, and I can at moments as well. Uh, What does that look like to glorify God as we drive, right? What does it look like to glorify God as we walk through Target? I just want you to walk through life and carry the importance and the authority that comes with being a temple of God. To begin to think about yourself in that way, to begin to see yourself that way, and let it define how you think, how you speak, what you do, because that is who you are. Just to live with honor in mind. How can I honor God? Which means honoring people. So my question to you is, if if someone were to look at your life, would they know that you're a dwelling place of God? Because God still dwells there, even when we're messy, you know, because Jesus wipes it all away. So God doesn't need perfection he's not going to leave you when you're messy or imperfect or not following the best ways to do things. That is not who God is. But I want to live a life that just honors him, that takes everything that he's given me and I I turn it around and and try and just with a a small fraction, honor him. Because I know compared to what he's done for me, I can never get near that. And it's not my job to, but I just want to do my best to honor him, to create a beautiful dwelling for him. So would people, if they looked at your life, would they know that you're a dwelling place of God? Or if, if they heard how you speak to yourself, would they know that? Would they know that you're a dwelling place of God? Or the way that you care for yourself, would they know that you're a dwelling place of God? So looking at all this, I just want you to reflect on which area do you struggle the most in? Is it how you think about yourself and speak to yourself? Is it how you care for yourself, body, mind, and spirit? Or is it what you do, what you're, what you're going into the world and doing? Where, where do you struggle the most to make your dwelling place honor God, to make it presentable and beautiful to him? And just find one thing, like we just talked about one thing to take away and one thing to add and do it from this place of wanting to honor God, not from trying to be better or trying to be good enough, but just that you want to honor that God is dwelling within you. All right, let me pray for you. God, I am blown away by the fact that you dwell within us. God, what an honor. What a privilege, Lord. And I just pray that none of us would take that lightly, God. I also just rebuke shame in the name of Jesus, God, that anyone that hears these words and, and just feels a sense of shame, that they're not good enough, that they're they're letting you down. God, I just rebuke that in the name of Jesus. That is not your heart. That is not the intention behind this message, God. And I just command it to go, Lord. And I pray your truth would come, God, that you would not, not speak in a sense of shame, God, but a voice, Lord, 
of encouragement and inspiration, God, that we would be honored that you live within us and it would inspire us, God, to take care of ourselves better and speak better to ourselves and just honor this privilege it is to have you dwell within us, God, and we would be excited by this mission, Lord. God, I just, I thank you that you will never leave us, God, no matter how messy our dwelling is. God, thank you that Jesus' blood covers it all, Lord. And I just pray that over everyone listening, God, that that Jesus' blood would cover them, God, and that all the messiness would wash away and that you would just see them, God, through the eyes of Jesus' work on the cross, God, and they would see themselves through those eyes, God. We thank you that you never leave us. You'll never forsake us, God. And I just pray that we would just be inspired to just be the best temple of God that we can be, God. Whatever that looks like, God, just help us to take one step in that direction, God. Thank you that you'll never ask us, ask more of us than we can handle, God. And so I just pray that you would just make it clear to each person what that small step is, God, whatever it looks like, Lord, and just help them just to know how special they are, God. What an honor that you love them so much, you trust them so much that you would dwell within them so beautiful and we thank you God for trusting us we thank you for your goodness God thank you for your grace that covers us in Jesus name we pray amen love you mama if you found hope and inspiration in today's episode then hit subscribe make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you. Mama.